Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture lesson this Sunday morning comes from the book of Ephesians, Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. The third chapter, verses 1 through 12. Hear with me now the words of the Lord. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight in the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in any other generation as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that the gospel, that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together in one body, sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by a gift of God's grace given through the working of his power. And although I am less than the least of all of God's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for ages was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to all, the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to this eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. My brothers and sisters, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? O Holy One, we gather this morning to sing your praises, to worship, and to praise you. We come with expectant hearts to hear your words, and so as you speak to us, O Lord, speak to us so clearly that we would be transformed not into just merely hearers of your words, but more importantly, doers of your word. This we humbly ask in your Son's holy name. Amen. The stretch of the calendar between mid-November and the first weekend in January is one of the most important times of the year. I mean, within this stretch, there are three holidays, one that is communal, one that is liturgical, and one that is temporal. I mean, think about it. Thanksgiving is this time where we take a pause in life, or we should take a pause in life. Even if we don't, we should pause and consider all the blessings and what really matters most to us, what God has given us most as we look across our friends, our family, and our community. And then we have the Advent and Christmas season, that journey to Bethlehem where we celebrate the birth of the, God's greatest gift, 
the one that was born Prince of Peace, Mighty Counselor, Wonderful God, Savior of the world. And then there's New Year's. I mean, the name of that holiday speaks for itself. I mean, on January 1, the past is in our rearview mirror and the future is right in front of us. And I don't know about you, but for me, January 1, that first day in January is always a special time. Back when I kept a paper calendar or a day planner, I used to spend January 1 filling in all the important things, writing in everyone's birthdays and anniversaries, looking at those things that I already knew that were coming up, weddings to celebrate or graduations, filling those dates in. But once I did that and the calendar was nice and neat and orderly, there was this open, white, crisp space in every week. I mean, no matter how hard I tried to fill in those routine things, the calendar always had great promise. There was things to look forward to, new goals to write in the margins, hopes and dreams to cast and to conquer. It was this wonderful time. And so even though I no longer carry that paper day planner, I still spend some of January 1 doing just that. I scroll ahead on my tablet and I look at the year and what's coming up and then I take an index card and I write down those goals, those dreams, those visions. You probably do something like that too. I mean, what's great about New Year's is it's this great frontier, this defined block of time to dream and to wonder, to wander through the months to tackle what may come. And this New Year's is no different, is it? I mean, sure, we know about the past. We know about 2020. It's behind us, and there's yet a whole new year. This relatively unknown block of time that honestly is out of our control. We may cast dreams and visions and plans, but if there's one thing we've learned is that some of these things are outside of our realm. But as we stand on this precipice of a new year, as we look across this fertile valley of time laid out before us, we should take this opportunity. Sure, we should take stock of the past, but we should look ahead and dream about our future. Consider what God is calling us to do and who God is calling us to be. See, Paul, in his writing of the church in Ephesus, he is encouraging them to look within their faith and he's challenging them to look ahead at the ministry opportunities that are right before them. He reminds them that they are heirs to the promise wrapped up in the birth of Christ. That grace abounds to any and all members of the human race and that the church must be the institution that leads the way teaching and showing God's wisdom to the world. And just as he writes that to the church in Ephesus, he is essentially writing that to us because it's a great place for us to start as we think about 2021. To think about that we are heirs of the promise bound in the Christ child. The grace abounds to all of God's creatures, including us. And that we must teach and lead the way in showing God's wisdom to the world. 
When we think about to the Advent traditions of this congregation, one of them is our lessons and carol service. And though it was done virtually this year, what I love about that service is year after year, we may change a little bit of the music, the order stays the same, but the lessons are what matters. The lessons tell this story. They tell a story of humanity's creation and fall and redemption where God has been active in all of human history trying to bring us back into that right relationship with God. The story tells about our birthright and that we should go boldly forth in faith remembering what we read in the prophet Isaiah. I have called you by name and you are mine. It is a calling for us to go boldly into 2021, to spend this year focused on our discipleship, focused on our relationship with God, how we study scripture, how we pray, how we give, how we serve. It's a calling for us to delve into our personal journey, our personal relationship bound up wholly with God. See, that's our birthright. We are God's children, and we should live fully into that. But as we do that, we've also got to remember that grace abounds to all of us. I can remember as a student that there was always this talk, like, if you don't behave, it's going to go on your permanent record. Now, those of you who are teachers, I have no idea what's in my permanent record. I also know that there's a mythical file cabinet somewhere down at the conference center. They've moved since I've started ministry but I'm told that there's a permanent record down there. I don't know what's in it, and I don't know what's in your permanent record either. But let's be really clear. We are not all perfect. We are a broken people in a broken world, and the great thing about God's grace is it abounds to all of us and lifts us up, and it sands over the blemishes of our lives and fills them in. And God holds us closely and says, I love you in spite of you. So that calling for us to realize that we are broken people, that the church is full of this brokenness, that no matter what is in our permanent record, that we have value by God. It's a calling for us as we live into our birthright to go forth and to share the good news, to invite others to be on the journey with us that where God accepts them, no matter their blemishes, no matter their faults. As a matter of fact, that we should invite people to be in here and to be a part of our fellowship, a part of our community, no matter how they earn their paycheck, or even if they earn one, no matter what zip code they live in, that what really matters most is that God's grace abounds to all of us. And that in this place, we are all beloved and equal in God's eyes and with each other. And then finally, as Paul writes, he's insistent that the church is the vehicle in which the world comes to know Christ. See, he's talking about the strength of the church, and, it, and it's in its members, it's not in its institution. The strength of the church are you and me, children of God, we know that old song that we sang in Sunday school, here's a church, here's a steeple, open the door, see the people. That's the church, the royal priesthood of all believers. That's who God calls us to be. And we're called to share our faith by actively living it in the world around us. 
It's a calling for us to show the world God's love by our words, our deeds, our actions, by the way that we serve, the things that we do in the church and through the church and on behalf of the church. So this morning, this morning is the first Sunday of the new year. We stand on the cusp of it and we ask ourselves, where do we go from here? What does 2021 hold for Centenary United Methodist Church and its members and all who call this place home? Imagine how you and I can impact the kingdom of God if we lived those principles that Paul talked about. Imagine how we can impact the God if we committed ourselves to a disciple-making ethos in our church for ourselves and for others. Imagine the impact that we could have if we reached and had this culture of everyone is an evangelist where we were inviting our friends, our neighbors, and people that we were meet to join us in this place for worship, to be on this journey with us. Imagine the impact that we would have if we had a standard that every member was in ministry, not just coming and sitting on a pew, but actually putting their hands and feet to the grindstone, their hands and feet into the kingdom of God to do something for the sake of the world and to make a difference. See, I think that's what God is calling us to do. And so while the slate is clean and it's blank and it's got great opportunities for 2021, I think God is calling us to be better than we have ever been. To go about living our discipleship. To being evangelists. To being in ministry in some form or fashion through and with this church. And so as we come together in just a few minutes and as we recite Wesley's covenant prayer, reminding how we are to recommit our lives to God, and we say that we're going to do that this year, let these be the principles by which we guide our lives. Let these be the goals for our journey in 2021. I think as we go through that fertile valley of time, as we get to the end of it in December, and as we look back before we start yet a new year, if we do these things, I think that we will see seeds planted and crops sown and reaped and great changes made for God's kingdom because the Spirit of the Lord demands it from us. So let us go forth as disciples, as evangelists, and as servants of the risen Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.